1: Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Thanks for taking some time here this morning to, to join us in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, you, I'm
0: so happy.
1: Have you ever been to Vancouver? No, never. Never. I've, I've never been to Denmark either, either and uh, I'm jealous. It's very,
0: small. it's very, very tiny country. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and how is it dealing with COVID and, and everything over there on the other side of the planet? Oh
0: well we are starting to opening up now for uh, different kind of activities and like going to the movies and doing sports and stuff but but now we see again that the numbers are rising again so yeah, yeah, but of course they start to opening everything up, but we do need to have uh, this corona passport every time we go to the hairdresser we have to go for a cup of coffee we need to have this test so that we can show we don't we're not infected so <sighs>
1: Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been an incredible, it's,
0: tough.
1: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. crazy. And of course, you know, being, a how does that affect you as a, as a fighter, as a Muay Thai fighter? Um, like what, how did that affect your game in the last year and a bit?
0: Well, I haven't been fighting for my last fight was in February month last year. Okay. And then I came home from uh, from Thailand and everything in Denmark closed down. Like one week after I arrived in Denmark and I haven't been able to to travel or fighting. Everything has been closed for so long time and it's really frustrating.
1: No kidding. And so what's yeah. what's the light at the end of the tunnel for you? Like what's the, the hopeful date to get back to it?
0: That I'm hopefully going to fight on the 22nd this month. Okay. So I, I yeah, I hope it is... Um, it's not that it's going to be a b-class fight but it's okay you know just to get it all started again
1: right and right
0: yeah otherwise i've been standing in my living room i built this <laughs> big thing in, and i have a small living room but i built this big thing with bags and everything and oh so I've just been training at home every right. single day
1: right and so like growing up what did you want to do like w- when did you know you wanted to travel down the pro fight path
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that until pretty late. Like, uh, I started when I was 30. Oh, um, okay. Wow. Yeah, so, so I've, and I never, I've never been in touch with fight sports at all. I've been doing triathlon. I've been running marathon and stuff like that. Um, I just. I just fell for it, you know, so going to the fitness center, trying to do just, you know, a fitness hour with some kickboxing stuff. And I was like, wow, I just fall in love right away.
1: Wow. Really? It was I just like that, hey?
0: It was just like that. Same, same. So I just knew I was going to do it and I knew I wanted to try fighting. And and I think it was very interesting also because I'm, I'm an educated psychologist and I've been working a lot with all our, you know, animal instincts and stuff. So I think it's been very interesting to see how things work and how right. we work when we go in a fight situation because some situations you cannot think the solution and you definitely can't do that when you're fighting. You have to have everything incorporated in your body. So right. So I, I just fell in love and like, I have to try that. Oh, that's so. very
1: interesting because <laughs> 30 is is pretty late in the game to get into it. So what were you doing prior to that then?
0: I, I, yeah, I became mom,
1: yeah. and
0: um, then I just, you know, focused on being a full-time mom and doing my uh, work. Okay. Uh, with my, um, with my clinic, I had private, uh, private people coming in my clinic for sessions, and you know, I've been crisis, work with uh, crisis and traumas and stuff. And uh, then he started to grow up, and I was like, wow, I just sit in the couch waiting for my son to come home. And when he right. came home, it's like, mom, I have to go. I cannot talk now. So
1: I was like, whoa, <laughs> right.
0: okay. Time
1: for something else.
0: It was time for something else. So then, then I, then I joined the fitness and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And during time, I developed a lot in, in person, but also in understanding myself and my body and everything changed for me. And I was so grateful for, going to the gym that day and I loved it ever since. And now this is all I do.
1: Right. I love and, it. <laughs> and, and so you're big uh, on watching like UFC fights and Bellator and, and everything, right? Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm like nerd, you know, everything that has to do with all this, I follow everything. And in the evening I sit with YouTube and watch the fights and, you know,
1: okay. Yeah. And, and um, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Jake Paul, uh Ben Askren boxing match. What did you think of that?
0: Actually, that one I didn't see. I'm very sorry to admit that, but I didn't because I'm right now. I'm a training camp, so I've been very focused on on specific things. It's probably so I didn't
1: see that probably better that you didn't see it anyway. What a what a sham! What a what a waste! Like to me, really? and I'm not a you know. Obviously, I'm not a boxer. I'm not a professional fighter, but I think it just. I mean i guess it gets if if anything it gets eyes on the sport of boxing but to me it just seems like such a i don't know it just seems like a carnival really wow like 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 jake paul is a youtuber he's not he's not a pro fighter i mean he's yes yes. he's an amateur boxer i i guess he's getting to that point but it just seems uh unnecessary
0: wow i guess it must have been like a matter of money or getting popular
1: or it's money hundred percent it has yeah yeah it has to be yeah yeah so what (laughs) what's what stands out from your first pro fight how old were you
0: i were 34 i think okay yes i was 34 and um i was actually fighting a girl from norway and she had so many fights Uh, And I was a little bit, you know, uh, I didn't really know if I wanted to take it because I didn't, I was like, whoa, this is my first like pro fight. But anyway, we had a very good match, but I, that was a totally different game. The hardness, you know, the movement, everything was different. And I was like. I looked like passing motor, you know, like with my bag all swallowed <laughs> up and purple and black and black eyes. And I was like, wow,
1: wow. I want to
0: do more of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the same as sparring, you know, like you're actually. No, no,
0: no, no, it's not the same, not the same, but still I'm very impressed how, how the body kind of adapts to the situation. Like the body knows when it's serious and then you feel no pain. So you don't feel any pain when you go in the ring. So you're I was so jacked up on adrenaline. It. Yes, all the adrenaline covering up the body, you feel nothing, but afterwards, wow.
1: <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. And do you take CBD oil for that? I know a lot of fighters do.
0: Yeah, I actually do. And I think it's, um, it, it's working quite well, and you get quick recovery. Um, so I, I really think it's a very good supplement to use.
1: Yeah, it's, it's incredible, right? I mean, to yes, to,
0: it actually is for, for many things. It, it really is. It works. It works.
1: Yeah, totally. Hey, tell us yeah. about the, the Black Wasps um, school project that you're doing. I was checking that out on Facebook. It looks cool. You sure it's me? Yeah, it was on your Facebook page.
0: A school project?
1: Yeah, t- teaching some uh, school kids about uh, MMA?
0: No, no, I um, no, I've been teaching for, um, for Muay Thai. I've been teaching. Okay. A bit for school for school kids, and um, they really seem to enjoy it. Um, and and also some of the kids were a little bit like they rush around and bam 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 they really want to fight. So it's all a matter of finding a good balance and and teaching the kids that this is actually not about you know violence or beating people up. This is really a totally different game. It's about respect. It's about friendship. It's about uh, being helpful and kindness. So it's it's totally different than what people actually think about it. So in right. this way, by, moving, uh, by working with school kids, you actually move some boundaries or uh, change a little form of the boxes because people think it's like this. So when you can put it into the children in school, then you can also kind of make it different for other people to think about fight sport as something that is uh, violent and you have an issue with your temper or something because that's that's not the issue at all for fight sports,
1: right? And uh, it's often a, a polarizing question. But when do you think parents should get their kids enrolled into MMA, martial arts?
0: Yeah, well, I think to put them into martial arts, I think they can start pretty early because it's um, it, it's a matter about you're teaching the children how to do the stuff in a secure way. And the children actually develop a lot of good skills from fight sport. You can see how if you look down to Thailand and these Asian countries, you see they start already when they're still wearing a diaper, you know, know, Uh, they start going in the gym, they start rolling around, they start doing fun stuff. And I think you can do it with the kids if you just keep it on a playing level. So you play all the stuff into the kids, you know. Yeah. They were so amusing. I, I think it's just about, and we have to change our mindset as adults regarding fight sport because everybody's, oh, this is so dangerous. Whoa. Um, yeah, you can make it dangerous if you're not a good teacher. Right. But if you're a good teacher who gives the right virtues and know how to teach children, then you have a magnificent result. So I think you can start quite early.
1: Okay. Uh, and with this fight coming up pretty quick for you, how much tape will you watch of your opponent? Like, there's a point where you can almost psych yourself out watching them fight, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, I never watch my opponents.
1: <laughs> no. No. You just go don't... prepared for anything. Just prepare for war.
0: Yes, and yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I prepare my 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 game plan. Like, um, I, I've been training a lot in Thailand and. My teacher down there, he was very good at teaching me this secret, this Thai secret that's called the IQ. So if you do your game with IQ, then you do a good game. It's not like you have to brawl and bam, 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 bam. No, you have to think smart when you're fighting. And um, so when I go in the ring, I always, I study what, what does my opponent do? Where, where is she weak? and uh, after that then we start to get it rolling okay um so i use my i use my eyes you know and of course my skills i trust my skills and then and then i'm reading the whole game like a game of chess so i think that's the way to do good fighting otherwise you can you can put a lot of things into your mind that it's not going to be beneficial for you because she also changes her game every time so everybody develops, so you cannot take an old fight. Of course, you can see some indications of how she's gonna fight, but still, I think it's very important to be 100% present when you go in the ring, and then you have to uh, be present enough that you can read the game going on, and then you can work out from that point.
1: Right, and, and at that level, at that caliber, it really truly does become a bit of a chess match, eh?
0: It does, indeed, it does, it does. And And if you have worked all your skills, of course you cannot use all your skills when you go in the ring uh, but if you know that your toolbox has everything then it's a matter of how you read the game
1: right right
0: yeah
1: they they always talk about like the best fighters pound for pound who do you think men and women best all time
0: at this point uh, if we look into the muay thai world i would say that we have rot tang yes uh, he's a very intelligent fighter, he's a very strong fighter, and he really, really knows how to get his game rolling. Um, and then, of course, if you take, like, Sunshine, he, I think he's probably the most intelligent fighter you have ever seen, ever. Mm-hmm. He is really, really brilliant in everything he does, and he's fast, too. So... And then we have book how We have so many different, but they all have a specific style or signature. So you know, you know that's what they're going to do. But Ramtai, he would be my, he would actually be my favorite.
1: He's incredible. <laughs> I've watched some of his videos, and it's like, man, how, how do you even get the guts to get into the ring with that guy?
0: Yes, he's like an animal. Even you know when he just stands like this, you know, and yeah. I would be so totally scared that when I cross his <laughs> face. You just do it like this you
1: know and i'm like whoa i know it's, it's crazy yeah, so. i would love to get outside of uh of fighting and, and what you're known for what are you binge watching lately what are the shows that uh that you're watching
0: in fighting
1: no not in or, fighting in yeah, like netflix or tv or what oh, are you
0: watching lately? yeah i watch i watch netflix and i like to watch right now it's a uh, son of Sam's. i like the documentaries about the you know crimes and the, yeah. Serial crimes and stuff because there's also some psychological stuff in it and I really love that.
1: Yeah, so, there's like another films. one on on Netflix. Um, it's the the Rodriguez story. Uh, in Los Angeles in the mid '80s, it is so creepy. It's insane it, what people what they do. It's insane.
0: It is crazy. It's it's like you cannot even imagine it in your own mind. It's like, wow,
1: you know? Like you, you watch and you're like, this can't possibly be true. Yes. And it's yes. it's a documentary, it's based on fact.
0: Yes, it's really, I think it's really creepy. And also because um, it's, it's based on, on crimes that happens in the United States. And like in our small country, we barely have maybe five murders a year, you know? It's like nothing, you know? So it's, it's very interesting to see how it works over there and how severe the crimes actually are and, and how they can get away with stuff and how the mind is going on in, in, in people who are really sick. Yeah. I think it's fascinating somehow. And
1: it really is. I
0: think we also like to see things that are out of the, the normal.
1: Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, of course, you're... you're in pretty good shape. You're healthy. You you stay fit. Yeah. What are yeah. your cheat foods? Oh, I eat candy. <laughs> I knew there would be something.
0: I eat candy. I oh, I really have
1: a sweet tooth for candy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I
0: do. That's awesome. I love it so much. <laughs> what do you,
1: what do you normally eat in a day? Like, what's your are you are you pretty big in the morning big breakfast or you a big big evening eater? How do you how do you work that out?
0: Yeah, usually I take my, the the big meals I take in the middle of the day, in between two trainings. So in the morning, it's usually like a shake with protein, a lot of fruits and vegetables. Um, Same when I come home from training, then I put more carbs in it. So then I eat meat and stuff. So I have all, everything fueled up until I have to do training again. And after training, I again do with the shakes, you know, and and a lot of vegetables and fruits. And then I have dinner and that's it.
1: And then some candy sprinkled in there for for good measure.
0: Candy, candy, for now candy is only on Friday. (laughs) I love it. I I said to my sister today, I said, yeah, but it's okay. You can have a cheat meal once a week. But for now, it's been a cheat meal once a day. Nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice yeah well that's the pandemic talk right there um <laughs> what was the first concert you went to concert yeah the music concert? yeah
0: oh that was um, the pa- no what's they called youtube it's what youtube mm-hmm. concert wow. oh that was
1: That'd amazing see, um, how old were you for that
0: oh that's that's quite some years ago i was not that old They went to Denmark at one point. It's like, I must have been around 18 or something. So it's many years ago.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And it had to be amazing. Like even, even back then in the early days of U2, they had to put on a great show.
0: It was, um, the show was incredible. Like I cannot even give you words for how amazing that show was. And I was like, I just struck (laughs) my jaw many times. And like, tears you know and I
1: was like wow amazing. <laughs> was how, so amazing how big was the room that you saw them in how big was the venue
0: well I, I would have to say it was quite small because I know in your country then a small venue is still a big venue in Denmark so if, I think we could have been around um, 7,000 I think
1: right that's pretty small
0: yes it's pretty, pretty small, small. But it was so nice. And the stage were going like out in between people and all the lights and all the stuff. And he was just, he was doing a brilliant show. It was so great. great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Do you believe aliens have visited Earth?
0: Uh, I believe that there might be more between heaven and Earth. And uh, I, I think that the universe has its own way of regulating stuff. So, but I I don't know if I can say aliens, like, you know, small green um, animals walking around and like plates coming to the earth. But I do think that there should be more between heaven and earth also, because why should we be the only uh, living creatures? Like, it will always be a question. I think we, we, we will not get the answer. I don't think we can.
1: No, I know it's a pretty vast.
0: Imagine,
1: imagine we're the only life form in the universe. Give me a break.
0: Yeah, like that would be that would be incredible.
1: That in and then you can say, say
0: why? Why should we be the only living creatures? Like right. why? Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and I think so- sometimes also funny stuff happens. You know, like miracles still do happen.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, and then you
0: can ask yourself, "How does miracle happen?" There must be things that we cannot see with right. our eyes.
1: Like, how did that happen?
0: Yeah, and I think it's quite amazing because it also makes us, um, at least, it makes me feel a little bit humble about the universe. You know, like you have to stay humble as a living nice. creature. So I, I kind of like the thought that miracle happens, and they happen when they're supposed to happen, and. There are kind of like a face and yeah, I think there is more.
1: Do you have a a near death story? Like where a time where you, you almost, or you could have been killed?
0: No, not, no, I haven't had that. I have some surgeries where it was kind of like close, but, but not like near death. When you hear people telling that then they saw a vu, or they saw the whole life coming in review. Right. I tried. No.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> this might be your toughest question for oh. today. yeah. What's what's been your career highlight? Can you nail it down to one moment so far?
0: Oh I really think I have a few.
1: <laughs> right, that's I what's think, tough. Yes,
0: I think my first my first fight in Thailand that I would say that would be the one because I was fighting a girl who was she had 150 fights and I had maybe had 15 or 16 fights and then um, she was double BBC champion in Thailand and I did a really good match with her and I actually I did win it but everybody beted money on her so she had to win you know otherwise Thai people may get a little bit not satisfied (laughs) right right but it was i but it was a great fight it was a good fight for me and i think i worked very good during the whole fight and um, of course there are stuff where you say oh i can do better i can do better there always is and there will always be that so but but that would be the best experience for me right What's
1: what's the what's in store for the rest of the year for you
0: well, yeah, that's kind of a tricky question because of the whole situation with the uh, COVID-19. Right. Um, but for now, we are, we are working on two fights. Um, one, the 22nd, maybe, we don't know yet. And then maybe the 19th in the next month. But everything is kind of like insecure because of the situation with all the corona. You never know how it's going to work out. Um, And then we have to take it from there. I also want to go back to to Thailand fighting. And uh, my big dream regarding that is that they have opened up at Lumpini Stadium uh, for women to fight also. So the first bout will actually be here the 15th of May. So my dream is to have a fight uh, at Lumpini Stadium. And uh, my coach, he he will try and help me uh, get there. So that would be amazing.
1: Right, right. Of
0: course, I want to join the lion fight. Also, uh, I want to join Muay Thai Grand Prix again. But I think it's difficult for all fighters uh, these days.
1: Yeah, I think at this point it's yeah. just a matter of like keeping up and making sure you're able to fight and 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 just bobbing and weaving—no pun intended—with COVID.
0: Yeah, and and you have to you have to keep yourself going all the time. And I think it's been very difficult because all the gyms have been closed. So. You haven't been able to meet up with your teammates, do sparring, do pads. It's all been a drive you need to have inside yourself, you know, training, training, training. And um, at one point, I built like a tower of, um, of tires. So I was training outside in my yard until my fingers freeze off, you know, then I built it inside <laughs> my living room and then I start working in there. Um, so I, I tried to keep it up the best I could. And... Um, yeah. So we just have to take it from there. Now I just started a training camp and, uh, yeah, so we, we're working forward no, now and see when everything will open more up. And then I just want to go fighting, 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 fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, good luck yeah. with, uh, with the next fight. Where, where is the best place for people to uh, check you out online? Uh,
0: that would be, well, that, that would be to check me out on uh, Instagram. Uh, I, I'm under Eva Muay Thai Fighter, and then there would be the Facebook, the Twitter. They can just uh, write my name and I will pop up.
1: You'll pop up, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. and they will also be able to see my fight with uh, Ruth Ashdown from Muay Thai Grand Prix uh, in London in 2018. So they can find that fight on YouTube.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, Eva, thank you again for taking some time out of your day and, uh, and joining us today. And I guess yeah. we'll see you online.
0: Thank you so much, Todd. i really enjoyed
1: talking to you. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of the Go Kid Go Network. Do your kids love wacky worlds, superheroes, and inventing? Of course they do. That's why our shows, Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow, are set in Pflugerville, the nonstop fun and adventure universe where imagination, creativity, STEM, and positive role models abound. Join the Pflugerville fun by searching for Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.